You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. When you're starting out as an entrepreneur, it's important to take all the help that you can get. And this is certainly an important lesson that I've been trying to learn over the past year. So today, I'm bringing you a special guest named Otto Carrington. Now, Otto is the founder of Ubuntium, where he works with seed businesses to venture from ideas into the realm of possibility. Otto has a wide array of experience and expertise from his time spent as a journalist and an expert businessman. Now, here's what we're going to discuss today. Just for a sneak preview, we're going to talk about how to make your startup successful, the skills needed for entrepreneurship, and how to take your startup to the next level. Now, I got to say, I'm very excited to learn from Otto today, and I hope that you are as well. So without any further ado, let's not waste any time at all. Let's welcome Otto to the show. So hey, Otto, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, Kenny. Hey, listeners all over the world. It's a pleasure being here today. And it's a pleasure sharing, I mean, some of my experiences with you guys today. And uh, I mean, it's, it's good to get a Caribbean perspective because I, I know not every day we get a Caribbean perspective on stuff, but we are in the Caribbean. We are doing a lot of work as well. We are seeing the disruptive innovation happening across the world. And it's also happening here as well. And um, I am one of the many who are leading that charge here. I love it, Otto. I love your drive and I love what you're doing. And that's why I'm so excited to talk with you today. So Otto, why don't we start at the basics? Let's start with the beginning. Why don't you start by telling us your story and then lead to where you are now? What are you up to in the world? Okay. All right. It's a pleasure, Kenny. Uh, Well, where I am, I'm located in Trinidad and Tobago, just seven miles off of Venezuela. And uh, I have been uh, someone who from a very tender age has seen the need of uh, doing things differently. Uh, I have always been someone who would have seen business as a, as an opportunity, not just to make money, but more as a passion, more as a change the way people think, operate, and also impact culture. So what, what was the most amazing thing for me is that I came from a very, very, very poor background, but however, there was some level of sound parenting and stuff like that as well that really would have guided me in that direction. You know, uh, So from the tender age of 15, I left secondary school. A lot of people would have left secondary school, which is like high school in the US at 6, 17, 18, because I entered into the secondary school, into the school uh, system at a very young age. So at that time, you know, there was no opportunity for someone at 15 years old to enter tertiary education, which is in the US college education. Uh, so what would have happened is that I would have seen the opportunity to do so many different projects. Uh, like for instance, my first business was at 16, 17, 16 and 17, where I launched a painting company where I painted walls of, of my neighbor's homes uh, at that time. And um, I always saw the need. However, at that time, you are, because of limited information to your disposal, you, would, you have the passion, but you, need, you, do not need the, you don't have the guidance to scale, for you to scale quickly. So with that, I continued. I finished that company, dropped off for a year. After that company dropped off, I started to 
do my diplomas in business administration management, and I entered the world of journalism. And uh, entering the world of journalism, I, I was able to travel to various islands in the Caribbean. Uh, I have followed uh, most major stories in the region. And I have also followed, uh, I've been uh, investigative to, to uh, social, to you name it, any type of reporter, reporting I, I do. I'm for print magazine and in my last stint uh, as a television journalist. So I'm sort of semi-famous, as I told you before, Kenny. So <laughs> the thing about it is that um, there's a lot of uh, inspiration in what I, what, what I believe in. Uh, coming from one of the, what do you say, depressed communities in my, on my island, I saw the opportunity that I can make a difference because each person in that community has, was labeled to become out something negative. And I must say that it's, it's, I have came out of that community and I'm proud. I always look back at the community because I always believe to, I can help and motivate and change the lives of so many. So basically that's where it started. And um, then I started to do, I did law, I did the diploma in law, I did my law degree. Um, I also did different social media management courses. I did a could and with the with the advent of the internet now, what it did now it opened my it opened my my mental capacity for me to absorb so many different places. Uh, I, I followed uh, Reed, the the founder of uh, of of LinkedIn. I followed Adam Markle. I have a lot of great uh, entrepreneurs. I've followed Bill Gates, Elon Musk. These are the guys that I look up to. These are the guys who are my mentors. I try to understand what are their what what are their out of the box innovation and Jeff Bezos. So these are the guys who would have been sort of the inspiration I was watching from my tiny island uh, and saying that I'm going to be there one day. Uh, it took a lot of challenges. I mean, these things, Kenny, don't come just like that. There are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of failures. There are a lot of opportunities that sometimes you miss. But hear what? Everything starts to come into a, a perfect circle when you are at an at a junction where you look when you look at things from an unsafe thinking perspective because you always think safe when you're going to pivot when are we going to make that leap and i made that leap about four to five years ago and um that leap would have led to me starting my own production company which is called Novalox media concepts starting my own uh Cural Legacy, which is a company that deals with uh, with regards of digitizing loved ones who have passed away. And there are a lot of different things that I uh, I got myself into charity. I even launched my own NGO called Inspire TNT, which is Inspire Trinidad and Tobago, where we promote the good stories of Trinidad and Tobago. Because my country is plagued with an issue with crime. Because being so close to the South American border, the drug trade infiltrates our country. So and from my perspective as a journalist and as a citizen, we do stuff to sort of portray the positive side of our island. And that, that, that's, that's, that's basically, like you can say, where it started and, and where I am now. So I kind of give it in a nutshell as to where I am, Ken. Okay, thank you for sharing, Otto. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the projects that you're doing with Ubuntium? All right, Ubuntium was formed uh, two and a half years ago. It's a partnership arrangement uh, between me and Cesar Delany. He's also a founder of the Ubuntium Group. Ubuntium has uh, been an organization that sort of look for micro-businesses that we give seed investment to. Um, we have so far uh, seven to eight companies that we are, have under our 
group, then we have a business association. This business association is where we get businesses to come on board. It's sort of a union where businesses come together, where we share ideas and we help one another grow into, into becoming successful entrepreneurs as well. And um, one of our major projects right now is HGP, where we are launching a an online hospital and an online electrical medical record system using blockchain. And um, we are currently in, in, in the incubation phase for the Caribbean Technology Entrepreneurship Program, which is a big thing in the Caribbean. And we were, we were validated uh, out of 180 persons. So, and there's now 30. And we were, we were scored out of 25, we scored 18. So, um, that's some good news for us so far, what we are developing. But we, uh, we have uh, seen growth over the last few years. We have seen a lot of interest in using technology in the Caribbean. And um, a lot of the technology in the Caribbean, we have seen it, uh, people now getting that adaptability into using technology and um, so many different ways in, to make them, their lives easier. And um, I would say to persons out there who are listening in, listening in, is that uh, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. It is a lot. You know, it's, it's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of uh, re-engineering in the way you think. It's a lot of changing your habits, you know, your habit formation, stuff like that, changing the way that you, you do stuff, you see stuff. And um, being a, a someone who is focused on just on success and focus on opportunity. And that is what, where's what you want, Jim, is about. Uh, our focus is to be a premier organization in regards of uh, working with startups across the region. Um, we, at this moment, we are not looking at the American market. The American market is, 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 is saturated. However, the Caribbean, to, as we described, is the Garden of Eden, where we are trying to sort of incorporate our work and our development and help so many entrepreneurs to be able to pull themselves up and we have, we have been doing that. We, we have listed, we have uh, Jobly, which is uh, similar to um, Home Advisor, that, you know, that, that's going to be launched very soon. And then we have Ubuntium Technologies, which is going to be launched, which is launched already, which our new site should be launching two days from now. And that is where we are encouraging young developers who are like-minded like us, who wants to be able to make a change in regards of developing new technologies to change the way how things are in the Caribbean. Because Kenny, if I can tell you, to, to, to get uh, certain documents and certain uh, government documents in this in my country, you will drop here, will drop out of your head because uh, <laughs> we, we, we have systems here that are still paper-based. You know, like if you have to renew a night, like your, like your driver's permit, can you have to literally go into the license office and spend half the day, you know, where you then have to go through a big dusty book to find the date and information and stuff like that. But uh, we intend to do a lot of changing in reach, a lot of change, a lot of affect, a lot of change uh, because the government can't do it alone, you know, and because especially we're an oil and gas based economy and um, especially with the oil and gas uh, industry uh, being affected, uh, it has affected this, this standard of living here in the Caribbean, especially on my island. So we are we are believe that uh, te technology is the next option to be able to let persons access a new revenue stream and even enhance our lives here in Trinidad and Tobago. 
Thank you for sharing, yeah. Otto. It sounds like you're making a, a massive positive impact in the Caribbean, and I really respect that. And with that said, would you say that the, the Caribbean is a fantastic place to invest in right now? Indeed, indeed. The Caribbean is the best place to invest right now. Why I would say that is that the things that persons in the metropolitan cities and the first world countries take for granted, we don't see that here. We don't see it here. Like, for instance, uh, you may enjoy an Uber, a Lyft, uh, uh, a ride share facility. Those things are not here. You know, if you're looking for things like, for instance, Uber, Grubhub, and all these different options, these things don't exist. It may exist, however, it's on a very small scale. But for instance, the ability to, to island-wide map out Trinidad and Tobago, or even the Caribbean, it's not there. There's no connectivity in technology. And the thing about it is that for persons who are, who are thinking of investing and putting their energies into the Caribbean, I would say this. There's close to 40 million people in the Caribbean, and that's all the islands made up. So it's a place that there's a possibility to do so many different things, and we are taking the lead. Uh, there are other tech companies who are here, but however, we are taking a lead in regards of developing, developing sound, structured technology that is going to change not just people's lives, but change the way we live, and also create opportunity for so many persons here in the Caribbean. Fantastic. So with that said, Otto, I want to take a little bit of a different direction. I want to ta start talking about some of the details of creating a successful startup. So with that said, what do you think are some of the most essential steps which young startups must take? Well, Kenny, to be honest, and, and, and as an advice to so many people out there, a lot of people now are looking in the direction of Getting, getting into business, getting into, uh, into the, following their passions rather than doing a job. Um, one of the things I would say, Kenny, is as an individual, you need to, to do a startup. We need to do a lot of research. Your product needs to have some level of empathy, meaning that your product has to be a solution to a problem. Don't just create a, a product and just think people would buy it. No, hell no. That wouldn't make any sense because you would spend money into developing a product and then the people will not accept it because there's a saying that says culture eats process for breakfast. And the thing about it is that I have learned that and, and I'm talking from experience. So if you have a product, say for instance, you have a, there's a, you're launching a new type of water bottle, right? Um, what's going to make your water bottle different? The thing about it is that you have to always develop a product looking for a solution for persons. Build your product surrounding a, what does a, a person would need, what, how would a person develop. So that's one, one direction I will always tell people to do. And um, once you develop a product that can be focused on the human aspect of it, because I, I say this all the time, and I say this to people who ask me, this question all the time in regards of businesses, individuals, in regards of even uh, uh, groups. I always say business to business, to me, is no longer a part of the structure. Business to consumer, that's, it's, it's, these things are there. But the main thing is human to human. And I think once we have human to human relationship with a product, I think that we're going to get cohort retention. We're going to have people coming back all the time to your product. 
So these are the things as if you are uh, someone who are in your, you have a startup, these are the things you have to look at and you have to be also persuasive. You have to be very confident, especially once you know that your product is something that the people will need and people have shown their, they, they want and they would love. So the thing about it is that in, 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 to finalize, to finalize, in the final answer to the question is that when you are starting up a business, especially a startup, always make sure that your product is, is something that would help humanity in some way and make sure that it can, people can empathize with your product and also have some level of interaction before you launch your product, before you, you get onto the aspects of design and, and, and start to, to prototyping and testing. All this stuff, and, and this is what you call, and, and, and for people who, who are listening and are trying to take notes of what I'm saying, you just go online and look for design thinking because understanding design thinking, it gives you that ability to understand how do you start up off the ground with a product or a service going forward. That's it, Ken. So are there any other things that we can do to add human-to-human -human interaction and relationships into our business beyond what we've talked about so far? Of course, indeed, yes, yes. Uh, see, the thing about it is that we live in an in, in a, in a age of technology and an age where we as a, as a people communicate day-to-day uh, -day using social media. And social media is a, a, big, a big part of it as well. Because uh, you, the way how you set up your social media site, because that's your first line of that people are going to see, see your business, social media or a website. So these are, are ways that, you know, people can also create that level of that relationship in regards of business. You know, we, we have to be, on, as an entrepreneur, especially an, as an early startup, you have to be able to understand uh, the key factors of, I am, in, I am doing a business not just for uh, making money. Yes, money is one part of it, but the thing about it that you have to also consider that the persons who are using or engaging your service has to be placed on the, on the front burner. So I think that using social media and using all these different techniques are ways that you, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, can, can use to be able to go forward in regards of doing business. So I think, uh, if, I think that, that kind of sums things up and clears things up a bit, Kenny. Okay, thank you for sharing, Otto. So let's keep talking about startups. And let's go a little yeah. further down the line from you know, when they're, they're first being born in the ideation phase. What do you think makes the most startups, the most successful startups, so successful? I think what, what, what makes us success, what makes a startup successful? It comes, it, it comes down to, I, I, it, it may sound different from what you were here outside there, but I think it's heart. Um, success comes with heart and success comes with the level, the, that level of discipline. That, that's, two, that's two of the main things that I look at as an, as, from my perspective, that, that's me, um, putting your heart and have that level of discipline. Um, what, what I can say so far in regards of being successful down the road, well, how you can be successful, I think is uh, be, be prepared for, for anything. Be prepared for negative, be prepared for positive, and uh, always look at your level opportunity. And I think opportunity is what's going to give us that, uh, 
going to create the opportunity windows as well, going to give us that opportunity to go forward and to be able to make that change and to be successful. Uh, there's a lot of things that you have to look at. You know, uh, I, I, it depends on where you are as a startup. I could talk for us, you know, we try to create sales funnels, you know, and uh, that's things that we, and we have been successful with, with that as well. You know, and these, uh, a lot of startups, especially their success, their success depends on where they are and what they are offering to, what they are putting on the table for people to, to, to buy into. So um, success comes in very, various forms and fashion. Uh, but as I can tell you, heart, discipline, uh, when that opportunity window is there, you grab it and also look at key factors in regards of your branding, uh, how you manage your, your marketing, how you put your perspectives out there, especially how do people see your brand identity. That's one of the key factors. And always put the consumer first. That is one of the key things that I look at. So these are the directions that we do. We, we, we look at creating that ease of access. And everything that you do, look at creating ease of access. And I'm going to divert a bit here because one of the things that uh, I was struck with in reality with earlier last week is that we are developing an application and I have a, a good friend who is uh, visually impaired. And he was like, what are you doing now, Otto? I was like, I'm launching this new app. Uh, it's a medical app. Uh, it's something that would make life easier, you know? And uh, he said, let me see, you know, I'm not, that's, I'm not, that's not making a joke, but he said, can I touch the app? Can I use it? I said, no, because it's, it's, in, it's in built visually impaired for visually impaired individuals. So what I would advise, uh, people to have a successful startup is also consider persons who may have, uh, who might be uh, physically challenged or, or differently, differently able in different ways as well. Uh, and that will also add to a successful app startup as well, because you will also be creating an inclusive application soon. But, but him saying that now, uh, because I've done all the design thinking in regards of getting the average person like myself who are able-bodied. However, I didn't dive into someone who may be physically challenged. So the thing about it is that um, we are now going back to the drawing board to give that ability to persons who are different labels. So uh, that is something, a side note to also success because we want to create a world of inclus inclusiveness. And I think that is one of the key things that I, I really, I am advocating now with any product that you want to promote coming out to the world. Okay, thank you so much for sharing, Otto. And with that said, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see new entrepreneurs or business owners make? Well, I, I can talk for myself. So I, I'm going to share because I've made a lot of mistakes. I didn't know everything. Uh, and uh, having the opportunity to uh, learn from my, from my failures, I think that that is what placed me where I am today. So what I could say, Kenny, is this, is that as an entrepreneur now coming off the ground, I would tell, I would say this. Sometimes, sometimes a leap of faith is always good. Sometimes the time that you hesitate, you would lose, you know, and um, sometimes it may, it may work in, it may reverse. If it, it may reverse engineer and you may, you may leap and you may lose as well. However, one of the main things is that do not, go to market 
before time. You know, I, I would say um, one of the things that we need to do is do proper testing, do proper management, especially um, always double check, always have uh, an external focus group looking into, your, looking into your ideas or your services. I know some of us are afraid that people may steal our ideas. Hear what? If, this, if, it's, if the idea is created by you, the passion that goes into your idea, someone can take it and they cannot put the passion that you have into the product. So um, those are things that I look at. Um, always measure twice as in regards of what you do, especially finances as well. Um, always be smart, be wise in regards of how you access uh, things like seed funding. Um, because we have seen people come to us uh, before with, uh, with different projects and I mean, I mean and it was, it, it's, it wasn't prepared properly. It's a good idea. However, a lot of entrepreneurs need to, need to put that energy into um, having a proper prototype uh, and always have proper testing. Make sure that uh, your product is 100% and make sure that you have create focus groups, create uh, persons to check your product, not more than once, but uh, uh, if I can say a thousand times, let them do it. Um, even if it's a service, service product as well, always check for competitors. Uh, check, check, always check, double check, double check. And I think those are some of the challenges that uh, I, I myself face, you know, because sometimes you are alone developing a product with a developer and um, to yourself, you're thinking, yes, I have the best product on the market. And uh, when someone, when a third person looks into your product or a fourth, uh, what happens is that sometimes there are things that we bypass. So it's always good to create a team um, and don't create people. Don't create a team with people who are like-minded like you. Create a team with persons who are, who may be in a position uh, in a different, uh, see things in a different light from you. Because sometimes their, their comments and their opinions sometimes um, can impact and can, can change and can impact give success to any product and, and i'm talking from my personal experience okay thank you so much for sharing Otto. so i'm sure that for a lot of listeners out there you might be a new entrepreneur or you're just about to get into it so Otto, what advice would you give to these people these new entrepreneurs well the first thing i would say is making that decision you have chosen to live i'm being honest with you um Choosing to become an entrepreneur, you have, chosen, you have chosen to understand the value of life because uh, me coming out of corporate world uh, to, to start to, 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 to work on my own and to be able to develop, um, that by itself uh, is a big task and there are the fears. However, I'm not saying run away from your job and start to, to, go, start to do a business. I mean, that would be crazy. However, um, what I can say in regards of my advice is... Uh, Ensure you know what you want. Ensure that you know this is a product that you want. Ensure that that product or that service that you want to launch, that is something that you want to be able to place. You want, you want to be stand up next to your product and be proud. And, uh, all as the, and, and one thing I would always hear me saying is always double check and check and make sure that your, what you have is something ideal. Always be innovative. Always be creative in everything that you do. Always be disruptive innovators in regards of when you bring stuff onto the table, especially a new product or service. And um, be passionate about what you do. Um, 
the day the thing about it is that uh as an entrepreneur i sometimes forget that we have to make money you know i'm so sometimes caught up in what it looks like i, I sometimes I'm, I'm i'm getting orgasmic feelings because i always oh, look so great it looks so great you know and um <laughs> You know, the thing about it is that, um, you know, once you have that level of passion in your product, uh, I'm, I'm telling you as a startup entrepreneur, there's no turning back. I mean, you can be someone who is doing, a, a, doing crochet or even uh, someone doing photography. And the thing about it is that, you know, what we have to look at uh, in, in total is this, is that even for those who are thinking about be, becoming entrepreneurs, my advice to you is this, is that you need to look at your passions because your passions may be the thing that may be able for you to make money on. So, for instance, you may be a, a good photographer, you may be a good um, cook, and you might be shocked to know that um, things like uh, uh, doing an online webinar, um, online recordings and stuff like that, and you, you can inspire people and you don't even know. So uh, that, that's kind of my way of um, saying it non-scientifically as well, uh, from my perspective, for someone who is willing to enter into the realm of entrepreneurship. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing, Otto. So I want to take a little bit yes. of a different direction for the show today. I want to talk about some of the things you've learned, some of the lessons you've learned, and what you think are some of the important things for entrepreneurs to learn. So with that said, what do you think are the most important skills or topics for new entrepreneurs to learn or existing entrepreneurs? Well, one of the things I would say, Kenny, um, from my personal experience and, for, and to, to share and also to give that level of uh, impact to the lives of so many is that um, you have to look at uh, two things. One is that you have to, to be able to understand where you are you know, and um, the, the, in regards of getting this skill, you have to know your, your, what, you, what you know as an individual and what you can apply. Uh, and for me, I always had a knack for doing, uh, always have a knack for business. So that's one part of it. Some of us may not have that knack, but one of the things I would say is find a mentor, find someone who you can um, look up to, who, or even, you don't have to, I mean, sometimes, when we say mentor, you think it's somebody you, you know personally that you have to go and talk to or, or try to suck up to someone. Not necessarily. I would say that um, you find a mentor, find someone who uh, online or someone who you, a business that you have seen grow and you, you get the, the backstory of the owner of that business and, um, and, and you follow them, follow their traits, follow things that they do. Um, look at what they get, what they are reading, uh, be able to access what are some of the things that they uh, have been, they, some of the skill sets that they develop and, and also do a lot of reading. Uh, I would say a lot of reading, that, that's what I did. I did a lot of reading, a lot of research, a lot of uh, theory, a lot of practical in regards of doing development and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I think the main thing is to, to find someone who, I mean, it don't have to be someone, it can be more than one person. So you, can, you can take pieces of each individual and apply to your to your entrepreneurial life. However, um, one of the things I would say, find a mentor. Um, uh, it's always good to read. Read what they're reading. Get access to stuff. Um, we are on the. We, we live in a tech in a technological era. So um, look at look for books. I mean, I have a lot of books. 
that I read uh, from Eric Reed to Adam Markle to go right back. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not giving Mental Box a plug, but I'm a, I'm a two-month-old uh, member of Mental Box as well, so and also Blitz as well. So um, these are places that you can go and you can you can I mean, don't, don't just listen to the lectures, but also um, you know buy the books, you know read it in intent, take some time out, um, even if you take a month to read the book. Say what? At least you're reading it, so you're gonna learn a lot from that. And um, build your skill set, you know, because everyone is different. So the thing about it is that, for instance, if you are an individual who uh, who may be in a position where you can try uh, business and you learn from your failures, and I think that is one of the key with me. I learned from a lot of from my failures, and um, it was. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not. It's, I'm not gonna say it's a good feeling. However. It, it gave you that level of maturity and it gave you that level of, uh, of, of aggression to continue and to be able to, to make that difference in, in regards to your skill set. So, so I'm just going to sum it up. Read a lot, read some books, um, find a mentor, and take that leap of faith. And you never know. There's a possibility that three of these skills could guide you in the direction that you want to go. Okay, thank yeah. you so much, Otto. So with that said, how important would you say that learning and growth is for entrepreneurs or anyone with really big ambitions, really? Well, that, that, that shouldn't be a question. That should be known, <laughs> a known fact. Because the thing about it is that learning and growing is something that you would never stop as an entrepreneur. Because the thing about it is that uh, you can sit down today I mean, we have seen it on the international market with companies where, for instance, you sit on the one side of the fence, you know, making millions, and then tomorrow there's something innovative created and you're, you're, you're back to zero. Um, because, for instance, in the last few years, when you look at the stock market, um, the companies that were in the top five were oil and different, in different sectors, energy sector companies, but look at the stock market now, Kenny. The stock market has only technology technology companies. So that that that's a great uh, shift. So the thing about it is that learning and growth, learning and along with growth, is also a big thing that an entrepreneur has to do. Um, an entrepreneur always has to look at ways to revise and to make things easier. Because remember, as I said before, the human aspect of developing. Uh, a brand or developing a company is that you must be able to create a solution for people to be to, for their lives to be better. So the thing about it, the thing about it is that um, we have to create that level of uh, our ability to be able to still learn and grow, but also to make the lives of, of make the lives of, of for ourselves to create solutions so that we'll be able to have and access things much easier and, and hence the reason why artificial intelligence is something that is, is crazy and, and, and I just love where it is going and where it's starting and that's in 3D printing and, and that's, that's the reality of how things go in the Caribbean and in the world. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so what is the 3D printing industry like over there in the Caribbean? How's that going out of curiosity? Well, uh, well, there's not much people doing it. Um, there's not much at all. Uh, in, in Trinidad, I can basically point out two, two persons, including uh, the third would be myself. Um, because um, I, I just brought in, uh, I'm bringing in, uh, I forget the name of the, oh God, I forget the name of the, the machine. Um, 
However, um, that is, it's, it's practically new here. Uh, it's, I wouldn't say new, new, but it, it's, been, it's been here for a few years. However, um, we have seen, uh, from, from my point of view, the need for it. And um, 3D printing is growing. And um, the thing about it is that it's not being used for stuff like um, biomedics and stuff as that yet. And orthopedics and stuff is more basically stuff for instance, uh, if you wanted to do a, a miniature of yourself. However, um, the machine that I'm bringing in is just to do something completely out of this world. I would share it for, I would share it for a later podcast um, because I don't want to get it out there as yet and get ideas in people's heads. But um, what I'm going to do with it is completely, something totally different. Just imagine uh, you're bringing in two machines, one for chocolate and one to build something else. That's all I can say right <laughs> now. Okay. You're getting me all excited. No, we I have, have to book you for another <laughs> episode. Of course, of course. There's a lot to talk about, Kenny, to be honest. There's a lot to talk about. But uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to – I'm just going to stick to where we are today because there's a lot that I can share that would inspire mm -hmm. the minds of so many people. Um, but um, as I said, uh, we, we are about trying to be innovative and trying to create uh, so much uh, – growth and, and creating innovation, creativity, and helping the lives of so many people here. You see, the way, where, how I'm seeing it, Kenny, is that we are on, we're in a position where we are now, I mean, if I go into the local law here, we are now debating an e-money policy in our parliament, you know, and e-money is something that, <laughs> that has been out for, for decades now, you know, so that's the kind of, uh, that's the that's the kind of that's the kind of um, thing that you know is being debated right now. So I mean, these are the things that you know. There's so many different things happening, and um, fintech is now something big in the Caribbean now. So uh, well, not big, but it's now kind of people now understanding what a fintech is. You know, I speak of we have a kind of robust uh, old-fashioned banking system still in the Caribbean. So there's a lot happening in regards of the change because. We we look into the developed world because remember we are four hours away from the USA, so um, you know we see what is happening there. Then we have the internet. Then we have a lot of a lot of Caribbean nationals living in the US as well. So when they come back, they realize that some of the 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 necessities or, or the ease the ease the ease of doing business are available in the US and it's not in the Caribbean. You know they then you know pick the interests of the population here. So this can happen. I mean, this can happen in one. And that, that's basically what we're about. We're about trying to, to close that technical gap, that technology gap, and to be able to create an easy life for so many people here in the Caribbean. Yeah. I love that, Otto. So you've definitely you. had a lot of experience in, the, in your entrepreneurial career. You've come a long way. What would you say is the most important lesson that you've learned so far? Huh. I wouldn't say one. Is it a lot? <laughs> There's a lot of lessons. What's the first one that comes one, to your mind? One of the <laughs> Well, I, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one because uh, one of the main things I could tell people is um, don't rush. Um, sometimes you know you think that you know you're always anxious, thinking that you want to get to the market. Now people are gonna love this product, and um, without proper thought process and also understanding having a whole design 
process as to how you're going to get to market. And sometimes it's bites you in the butt, meaning that, you know, you're in a position where you try to get to market before and uh, you end up hitting that great big wall of culture. So um, I think that is one of the major things that I've learned. And um, again, learning growth and learn, learning, learning and growth process would have um, put me in a position where I now know how to apply. Because, I mean, for entrepreneurs and for persons who are now owners of startups who are listening into this podcast, I can tell you this is that, um, you know, I, I didn't know, I did know a lot of stuff as well, you know, and um, I, I, I did the work, you know, and you have to do the work. And some of us are, some of us see the success and um, sometimes don't understand the kind of effort and energy that goes into it. However, um, as again, I, I was just like that. I didn't, I didn't know much because all I wanted was, yes, I have the greatest product in the world and you're running with it. Like is it like it's a World Cup trophy, you know? And um, what what goes on is that it dampers you when you realize that you know you have to put a lot more into your product and a lot more into your service and a lot more into the structure, into the foundation of your business because without that, there's no going forward. And guys, the simplest things um, you would be we would not even believe would affect your business. And the thing about it is that we need to learn how to manage ourselves and also be disciplined as well too, you know, and, and I think that's just a key factor. And be disciplined, however, be disciplined and also cater for your health because your health is also one of the major factors as entrepreneur. And that's one of the things that I always advocate for. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Are there any more lessons okay. that you would like to add? Well, make sure you have your seed money. Always, always. Um, if you don't have seed and you're looking for uh, something, you know, there are different sort of avenues. You can use Kickstarter, you can use, you can use, um, you know, different um, crowdfunding um, sites, you know, but always make sure that you do your proper, you to go through your, all your different phases, phases of um, business development and, and design thinking, um, and especially, you know, understanding what you're selling. And because, the thing about it is that uh, I would have hit rock bottom on more than one occasion in regards of taking your personal savings and trying to put it into a product. However, you learn from things like that and you understand now that once you can throw your prototype or, or even be able to get proof of, uh, a proof of concept for your product, uh, I think that is one of the key things that you need to do before um, pelt, you know, spending a lot of money and because you're going to end up in a position where you're going to be frustrated uh, as an individual. So uh, that, that is my approach to how we do, how one of the lessons, learning lessons that I have done. Um, I mean, to date, I can tell you uh, one of the, I, I can share this, so let's hope no one don't kidnap me. Um, but um, the HeyJP app, which is, um, people can check it out at heyjp.com. It's, uh, it's an online el medical electronic record system for the Caribbean that we are hopefully going to be launching in about a year from now. I would say nine months from now. Um, we just got an offer put for 5% equity at a six-figure six digit. So, um, so these are the things that, you know, I have applied now to the current Ubuntu group. And um, I mean, guys, we, we, we spent money to develop, yes, but within our budget. However, you know, to get it to market, I mean, I, I didn't know what, I mean, I have to sell my home or something like that. But 
Um, once you have something that's going to show a proof of concept on a level of, and projections and stuff like that and cash flow and real returns coming to, and, and angel investors are out there and uh, it, it depends on once what you have and what, and make sure that what you have is something that uh, will impact change and always double check, double check, ask yourself, don't give yourself self doubt by the way but double checking in the most critical way to develop your product. And I think that is one of the major things that I see as a learning process for me going forward in regards of business and as a startup and as an entrepreneur. Yeah, Ken. Okay, thank you for sharing, Otto. So I'm not sure if you'll have an answer for this, and I, and I know the answer will be different for different types of businesses and different business models, but what do you think is a good amount of seed capital to yeah. start with? Huh. That depends. Uh, however, uh, that depends. That, that, that is a kind of hard question to, to, to answer because um, you see, in, in, especially in business, there's, there's always uh, that uh, unguarded moment where something pops up. And um, I, I've, I've experienced that where you have budgeted for something and it, it exceeded what you budgeted for. Um, these are things that, um, I mean, I could tell I, there was a project I was working on earlier late last year and uh, we were budgeting at 50,000 US and it ended up into uh, 300 and close to 300,000 US so you can imagine uh, hair falling out my head you know when seeing the price you know so so these are the things that you know you know I, I, it's kind of hard to say however um, as I said you know and that was me going back onto an old era of not double checking and checking because I left it up to someone to do the work and um, they didn't double check and it ended up into a higher cost. So as an entrepreneur, always double check your figures, you know, call around, match figures, look, there are a lot of useful information on the internet um, so that you can be able to quote the price. But in regards of a, a basic um, development or for instance, a lot of people now I'm seeing a lot of people, especially in Africa and all these different places, are taking models from the US and the UK and trying to implement it in the Africa. And some people are trying to do it here as well. Um, these are good models because they work. They they have shown and proven that they would have, they would work. You just have to adapt to the culture to be to to be able to to execute properly. So um, for those type of projects, I would say you would safely need about fifty to hundred thousand US seed capital. Um, I'm saying that is because Ubuntium has uh, done, you know, that level of development and we are working on a project called Munch. It's similar to uh, Uber Eats. It's something that we are going to roll out in the Caribbean in January 20, 2020. Um, that is also uh, similar to that. And because right now, uh, I don't know if people know what is a roti, but a roti is like a curry, curry, uh, chicken and potato it wrapped in a, what you would say, like a taco. Um, so people can Google it. Um, Google it. I mean, it may sound crazy, but it's a culture food here. It's a, it's a, it's a culture food here. How do you spell it? Uh, R-O-T-I. Yeah. It's a lot of calories. So you guys have <laughs> it to sounds delicious. Five. It's real delicious. And you have things like doubles as well. Um, you can check it out, uh, guys. You can check it out. The internet is there with a, with a lot of information. And um, one of the things that um, I, I was saying is that, you know, if I wanted that meal now, I have to literally leave my home 
to go find it. You know, when I can have the accessibility to be able to order it and it comes to my home, you know, that level of convenience. So we, we are, as again, it, it kind of lines up with what I was saying before in regards of creating solutions to help thousands of people, uh, millions of people, I wouldn't say thousands, millions of people in the Caribbean going forward. So um, that, that's, that's one of the things that I would say so far in regards of funding, you know, and funding is something you never know what it goes because if you, you can get funding, if you have development funding, but then you have to go, go to market funding which is a whole different thing. So all of this stuff you have to put into your efforts in regards of looking for funding, getting funding going forward. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Otto. So with that said, what resources or tools would you recommend to entrepreneurs and business owners out there? Resources, resources, I would say it's, it's unlimited to me because you I mean, I would always mention the internet. The internet is something that you have to, obviously, you have to verify the information. Don't take everything on the internet as, as gospel truth. However, um, resources, I would say, is that you, you need to have, a, you need to create a, I mean, not all the time you need a team, especially if you're a skilled professional. But the thing about it is that you have to look at, uh, in regards of developing uh, a core of people or, or core, it don't have to be much people, it could be two or three people who can then be able to develop, uh, be resourceful in regards of how they look at the idea, how they look at the project. Because sometimes, um, as, a, as a perfect example, we have developers coming back and saying, you know, you know, you could do it this way, you know, you know, there's, you know, let's try this, you know, because um, one of the applications, I could just give a quick example. Uh, one of our applications that's going to launch in the next few months is something called OneTour. Um, OneTour is a virtual tour guide for the Caribbean. Um, OneTour, the reason why it's called OneTour is that you can be able to um, use the app itself and be able to go to, you could island hop basically with the application. So once you land in St. Lucia, you land on whatever island, you can be able to use that and go to historical sites. And along the way, you'll be able to find um, vendors selling various products and stuff like that, well, so tourist-oriented products and stuff. And, um, you know, during that uh, development stage, that has been developed as we speak, um, one of the things that the developer said was, um, you know, why don't we have vendors be able to turn off and be off and on on the platform in regards of getting the, and creating a new revenue stream and we didn't think of that. We were just thinking, use a Google map and be able to walk down the street and be able to see a vendor. But we didn't realize that he thought up an idea for revenue stream. So um, resources, I think the human resources is one part uh, in your team. Um, always look for persons who are not like-minded like you. Look for somebody, not someone to tell you no all the time, you know, that would be foolish of you to do that. But always have someone who always look at things a little different from the way you look at it because you don't always want to have people saying yes around you. Um, I had that before. That's, I mean, I can go back to the, the, prior, the prior question and say, um, you had people around you and you saying, yes, 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 that's a good idea. Yes, 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 that's a good idea. However, you know, having someone around you saying um, no, uh, or um, let's try it this way. Let's see, let's try the both ways and see if it would work. I think that is one of the parts of being resourceful. Um, skill set, as I say, you always um, look out for, look for a mentor, um, read, 
do a lot of reading. I do a lot of reading, people, a lot of reading. Um, I observe a lot. I, I, I try to put myself in places, in groups, mastermind groups and stuff so that I can be able to see um, what are the thinkers. I mean, guys, buy a local newspaper, check out your online sites, your business sites, get yourself involved, especially if you're involved in technology. Uh, if you're involved in cooking, you need to look for new technologies, new, look for new things that's happening, head to trade shows, head to expos all over. You know, I mean, it might be expensive here, what, but it's worth it because um, if you're into technology, head to places like CES. If you, you know, I mean, if you're doing so many places, get yourself aligned into what you want and um, the skill sets will come. Get people around you who have been successful. Get people around you who are also failures so that you can learn from their failures so that you don't make them. So these are the things that I look at. I mean, as I said, I, I'm, I'm trying to be not too scientific. I can be scientific, but I try not to be too scientific because uh, I want everyone to understand exactly what, what direction they should take, especially persons who may be uh, in a position that they may not understand me if I speak scientifically, but be able to understand me when I'm speaking in the level of uh, a layman. You know, so that, that, that's the direction that I look at things, you know. And um, that, that, that's about it because the thing about it is that for one of the things that I, one example I can, I can, I can give, a short example I can give is um, my co-founder uh, of Ubuntium, Cesar Delany. Uh, he's a restauranter. He owns restaurants. He knows about food. I'm a journalist, you know, and um, we had the same passion. We had the same drive. He's in the UK. I'm in the Caribbean. You know, we meet ever so often, you know, and... Um, we have the same passion. So, and that is what brought this together. And then we have other people who are there, who are on, on board with us, who believe in what we're doing and who are also encouraged by the passion that we have and the energy that we share. And once we keep that energy and passion level up to that level, up, up to, to optimum, where you, you literally in, you're, you're ecstatic every time you, have, you start a conversation about your business or about your, your product or service, you know, have that kind of convert people around you to be able to engage you and to also be, and also challenge you as well, you know. And, and I think that is one of the things that resource, resource and skills and resources is. I mean, that that does kind of give you that that nutshell. But it's simple. It's real simple. And and what I'm saying is just simple as to how I can best break it down in regards of giving you uh, an idea as to your your resource and skills in becoming an entrepreneur moving forward from a startup. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Otto. I greatly appreciate it. And I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your time. So as we start to wind things down, I'll leave you with this question. Yes. Otto, yeah. if you could only leave the audience, the listeners, with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be? Hmm. Man, there's so many. I'll give one. <laughs> um, I... I'll give you a personal, I'll give it from a personal point of view. Um, I, I watch some of the greatest entrepreneurs out here. I mean, sometimes it, sometimes people tell me that I, people follow Brad Pitt. People follow all these major American actors and stuff like that. I follow major entrepreneurs. You know, I follow guys like Jack Ma. Um, and, and what I would say as an actionable thing is that I learn from these guys and I try to get up. I mean, I can tell an actionable thing to get you off the ground as a, a good entrepreneur, get up early. I think what one of the things for success is uh, 
try and get up before everyone else. Because the thing about it is that when I get up at 4.30 or 4 o'clock, 4 a.m. in the morning, or 3.30 a.m. in the morning, I'm ahead of everyone. And sometimes by 8 o'clock in a day, Kenny, I have nothing to do because I have done everything, you know? And um, so sometimes I start the work for the following day, I started at, at, at 8 o'clock. So the thing about it is that, guys, this is, this is everything. This is, your, this is your life. This is what they believe in. This is their passion. So um, one of the actionable things is get up early. Get up there. Be, be up early. Be up and be able to start your process in, in advance, especially if you're someone who are still working, who, are who is still employed. You know, Put the time in because the thing about it is that when you do an eight-hour workday and you come home, then you may have different factors. You may have kids. You may have a wife. Um, you may have personal commitments that you have to do. Um, get up early. You know, I mean, I, I, that's my advice, and I've been doing that for the last year, and um, it has been working for me. Uh, it, it's tough. Don't. I'm not going to say get up early and, and just do stuff. Just get up and you're gonna. Um, it's not going to be like that. You know, you're gonna. It's, it's a lot of training. It's a lot of training yourself, your mind, and um, that's one of the main things that I do in regards of success. You know, and it has been working for me. Um, I mean, I, if 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 Caesar was in this Zoom conversation, he would think that he's nocturnal because, some, I mean, he's five hours in time difference in front of me, and sometimes at three, four a.m. in the morning, he's having a conversation with me, you know, and sometimes he's having a conversation with me when it's midnight, and he has to open his restaurant at ten. So um, that by itself, you know, shows the level of commitment, passion that we put in what we have, and I mean, guys, you can check out Ubuntium Group dot com or ubontiumgroup.co.uk. Um, you would see a lot of work that we have done and what we are doing and, and how we are trying to revolutionize and change the whole dynamics of how business is done in the Caribbean. And hopefully the world, however, we know the world has their team leaders there already. Uh, we are trying to be team leaders in the Caribbean. So the, the, my actionable example, Kenny, is get up on time. Get up, get up before the rest of the world and do what you have to do. Because the rest of the world, you don't want to get up at the same time with the rest of the world. Everyone gets up at 6, 5.30 and everyone is trying to, to do it. No, that doesn't make sense. Get up before the rest of the world and be able to put in an hour before and you'll be an hour in front of you. Even the competitors that you don't even know exist. Yeah. Thank you so much, Otto. You know, that's something I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take with me. I think I, I need to start getting up earlier and create that <laughs> a much better morning routine. So I'm definitely going to start doing that. Of course. Of course. But I really want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I, I learned so much. I took so many notes for the for our yeah. conversation today. And you know, thank you. I greatly appreciate it, Otto. Kenny's a Kenny's a pleasure being here today. And for all those uh and this uh, last note bit of advice is that for all those entrepreneurs, um feel free to follow the Ubuntu group um on Facebook, Instagram, you know, you can direct message us, uh, send a message if you want any advice. Caesar and I, and also one of, a few of our uh, affiliates are always willing to um, join uh, and give advice. You know, I mean, if you're young, if you're a, a startup and you're looking for a business association to be involved in, to learn tips and to also get some level of more advice. Um, we are not, we don't try to keep things scientifically. We try to put things as real as it is, as we, the way how I would speak. A lot of the team members speak that way for people more adapt to being on that level of consciousness. 
So, um, you know, you can check out ubontiumgroup.com and you can join, be part of our business association. And um, we intend to be a, a global association where people can now, you can also look in that pool for various skills and stuff that you may need for your business and even a skill that someone may be looking for, you may have it. Right, Kenny? Okay. So, Kenny, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I hope that the listeners out there, I hope that you guys also enjoyed the show today. And if you're interested in what Otto was up to with the Ubuntium group, I'll make sure to put the links to the website and the social media pages in the description for this episode below. So wherever you're listening to this at, if you want to check out the Ubuntium group and the business association, make sure you check out those links. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I certainly enjoyed learning. I learned a ton today and I hope you guys did too. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of the DaVinci Mindset Podcast.